When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, I have my really good friend, Greta, on the podcast. She's an amazing model. We actually met on a set while working together a while back. Um, She recently started creating content on TikTok and Instagram, and it's amazing. All beauty content. She has a very, like, editorial perspective on beauty, which is really awesome. So I'm really excited to have you on today. Thank you for having me. I feel so honored. Like, I get invited. (laughs) Till podcast. <laughs> I feel special or whatever. So introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit more about you and the kind of content you create and kind of your goals for being a creator. So I'm Greta Baba Canova. I am a plus size model. I'm signed with one currently and I've been modeling for six years. And recently I decided to just go and forget about all the insecurities and forget about you know perfection and just start creating my own type of content and not just be a model chick I wanted to start my own journey with makeup since I'm always on set and my favorite part of working as a model is to sit in the hair and makeup chair. Mm. And I just followed that calling since I loved it so much. I'm like, hey, I want to try to get into that too. So during the pandemic, when nobody was working, I would sit down and start just messing around with looks and different types of, you know, creative makeup designs, editorial makeup. I just said, whatever, let me just start my own Instagram for makeup, start doing TikTok more seriously rather than just silly videos. I wanted to put out my content and start creating looks that are not your typical glam looks. I'm more towards the creative aspect and editorial aspect, like you said. So because I'm just starting out, I'm still tackling social media. And I I, I don't know yet what are the ins and outs and what works what doesn't Kate knows I always ask her for help today I just wanted to ask a few questions about exactly how what are the proper steps to grow on social media and like what are some myths what are some truths you gave me some helpful tips before, which actually like I've noticed that my talking videos, because you're like, don't be scared to talk, like talk on video. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm battling that fear. And it actually like, I've been noticing the, the videos that I talk in yeah, actually get some traction. Like I just posted one yesterday of my fail, of my freckle fail. <laughs> with this cursed spray god I saw that go viral on TikTok for this is not gonna work (laughs) yeah no I was very surprised with the feedback like I have I think 2000 something views which is like on TikTok I would get like tops maybe 600 views or something you know 
but this went well and I'm like starting to realize that talking definitely works. I wanted to see what are some truths and myths about posting on social media, meaning you see those videos on TikTok saying post at certain times, uh, posting at 2 a.m. works, posting at yeah. 8, 7 a.m. works before people get onto social media. Like, is that true? There are videos also to specifically post when uh, your audience is more active. That works well. So I just wanted to know your feedback. Like, what did you notice? That Does it work? Does it not work? Is it yeah. all just like... So I have a different perspective on this kind of stuff than the average social media guru because I'm a creative. That being said, I put a lot of my energy into psychologically understanding the audience. I will say in general, I think the consensus amongst social media professionals and creatives working in the marketing space is that most of the things that you see on social media about how to grow and behave on social media are bullshit because yeah. they're not able to be replicated because they're coming from somebody's single personal experience. That's like me telling you, Hey, it worked for me to post for three consecutive days at eight in the morning. You should try the same thing. And it's going to work for you. Like, no, because That's what I mean. like, what? you're a different person. I'm a different person. There's a lot of different elements that people tend to ignore. And I think the priority on social media has become, how do I go viral? How do I go viral? What is the video that I post that will get me a ton of followers? What is the video that I post that will get me a ton of traction? What is the piece of content that I share that's going to make me blow up? And I think that it's about mindset, really. So your priority shouldn't be, I'm going to blow up. Your priority should be, I want to build a community that will then contribute to my growth as a business, as a content creator, because the truth of the matter is that in the long term, your followers are going to be investing into brands that you advertise or brands that you build yourself. So it's more of a long game than if you post at eight in the morning for three days in a row, then that's that you're going to get a ton of followers. I think that's completely unrealistic. So there's a lot of myths out there. I think that most of it then ends up clouding your passion for social media and you start concentrating on these little things that actually don't matter and you stop creating content that you actually really want because it's not good enough to post at a certain time or it's not it's not what the social media gurus on TikTok and Instagram are telling you would be something that people would interact with. I would take all that advice with like not a grain of salt but like a literally a mountain of salt, all of the salt in a cave take it with all of that salt. Truths in social media, that's going to be so different from person to person. What's true for you is not going to be true for me. It's not going to be true for somebody else. I think the thing that is the most important part of social media is analyzing like who it is that you want to speak to and who it is that you want to attract to your page. That person will determine how you ultimately behave on social media. Like you all already said, I started posting talking videos and like people are really responding to that. Keep those things in mind and that will help you create the content that you feel that your audience is, is relating to and resonating with. So it's kind of a loaded question in terms of like, what are the myths and truths in social media? Because those vary so much from person to person, but I will so say it's more like personal. 
rather than what works for everybody will work for everybody it's like what works for you will work for you yeah I will say universally truths are things that are for example I remember posting a series on TikTok a while back where I basically broke down all the psychological truths of what it takes to for lack of a better word go viral but it really is the things that capture people's attention so for example this is absolutely true in real life and social media. If you say something polarizing where people either take one extreme or the other, that video is very likely to go viral. A real life example of a video would be product reviews and how a product that has garnered a lot of attention is working really well for some people and not working well for other people. So because there's that polarization, like not everybody will agree on the fact that it works for everyone it ends up garnering more buzz because everybody has a different experience with that product. So something like that. The media is all about the drama. (laughs) It's like, it's, it's psychology. So I think like understanding those kinds of things too is really important. Like what sparks conversation and being, I I mean, I don't think everything needs to be about strategy and everything needs to be about growth because then you're not, you don't, you start to fall out of love with the actual creation process. So that's what I was going to actually ask you next about strategy. Like, does it need to be so strict because sometimes it just tires you out and you don't even, you feel like it's such a dread doing something creatively where, oh, do I need to really pinpoint exact times? Do I really need to pinpoint exactly what I'm saying? Like it just becomes a dread almost, you know? I think the strategy that's also like a personal experience and you will have to find your balance. The more that you grow, everybody's strategy is different. I know a couple of friends that have social media accounts and they never show their face and it doesn't fucking matter. Their content still fucking performs. If I were to do that, for example, that would flop every time because I know that people come to me for my personality. So I noticed that if I don't talk in a video, that stuff tanks. But if I do say something, then it goes up. It's all very personal, but I would say strategy is important more in the way that you communicate certain things Mm -hmm. than it is on the stupid shit. Like how many hashtags you put, how many, how many, what time you put, that's not a strategy. A strategy is the point of it is to get attention and retain it. So the point of strategy and implementing that is conversion, whatever that is, whether that's as simple as a comment or as complicated as taking somebody to another website. So strategy all depends on how you execute a piece of content. And of course the idea. So like, let's say you have this really, really cool concept for a makeup tutorial. You're going to have to figure out a way how you can hook people in so that they continue listening past like two seconds. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to organize the video in a way that's interesting. That feels like it's always changing. It's not the same shit all the time. Maybe you also want to incorporate a voiceover because you want people to actually follow it, depending on whether or not that's the concept, but those are strategic elements. So Mm -hmm. it's actually about how to make your idea into an execution that you feel like would capture people's attention and then keep it maybe not towards the end. Cause that's a really, really hard thing to do now, but keep it enough to where people reach the middle to like the three fourths of the video. Mm-hmm. 
those are strategic elements. And I think one of my, one of my biggest suggestions would be to research hooks that people use that you feel is bringing you in to a video. It doesn't even have to be beauty related. If you just scroll through your TikTok for 30 minutes and start paying attention to the videos that you keep watching, why do you keep watching them? Is there something that they say at the very beginning that makes you be like, oh, I'm interested. I want to know more, you know? And so figure out if you can use those hooks and shape them into ones that you can use for your own content and your own niche. One example would be three things or three hacks to winged liner. Mm-hmm. You know, oh my gosh, I want to know that because I fucking suck at it. Or how you can easily apply eyeshadow or like the ultimate hack for eyeshadow. They're a little clickbaity, but they're accurate to what you are portraying in the video that brings people into the conversation because it targets their pain points or their pleasure points, things that they're struggling with or things that they want to know more about. How, how do you balance that with originality? Because it's like, everybody does, let me show you these hacks. Let me show you these hacks. But what, what would make you stand out? You would suggest just like you're bringing in your personality to it. The fact that you are creating a video already makes it original. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, if I'm doing a video on three hacks to wing liner and you do a video that shows your takes on wing liner. Maybe you never even saw mine. Okay. And, but you did this t- a same similar concept of content. The fact that you did it and you're a different person, you have different ideas, you have different approaches that already makes it original. Yeah. I would say stop comparing yourself to other people. That's easier said than done. That is a journey. Yes. But sometimes you feel like, yes, I'm, I'm great. I'm original. Everything is great. And then you go on social media and you see all these amazing creatives and you're just like, again, maybe I'm not so great. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody's, everybody's their own person. And so I think it's a good idea to see that if somebody posted a video on tips and tricks for doing better eyeshadow and it's performing really well, that means there's a market for that video. That means people want to know more about that. So then you start not thinking, oh shit, they already created this idea. Now I can't do it because it's so much better than mine and blah, blah, blah. Take yourself out of that rabbit hole and instead put yourself in the place of, oh my God, that's amazing. So 300,000 people like this video. Clearly people want to know more about eyeshadow. I know things about eyeshadow that I can mm-hmm. share with other people that have helped me, especially you being on set and learning from makeup artists and also doing your own self-taught journey. You have different experiences to share. Take it as a sign of inspiration. I can contribute to that conversation too. Yeah. There's an endless amount of conversation about makeup and beauty and uh, how you can do certain things. Everybody has a different method. You know, a lot of makeup artists also say that it's not really about the products. It's about the techniques and everybody has a different technique for doing things. I think taking that as a sign of inspiration that you can also contribute to the conversation and seeing how many makeup artists and makeup creators are out there. That's a huge number and it shouldn't be scary. It should be inspiring because it seems that means that like there's a big market for that and people want to learn more about those topics and those things. Mm -hmm. 
that that's actually that's actually super helpful i never i never looked at it that way because you're always thinking oh it's so many people so saturated how do you even get in here there's a big market for it that's why there's so many people that's a completely different perspective shift think about it when because we are still in that age i think please correct me if, if you are not in that age group where social media at some point during your life did not exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I'm, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm um, turning 28 in June. <laughs> okay, perfect. So we are both in a space where like at some point social media did not exist and that did not bother us at all. Like we were still doing things and making things and having ideas and teaching people stuff, right? And yeah. like, if a friend came to us and was like, oh, I don't know how to apply this product. Oh, I'll show you. You weren't scared by the thought that somebody had already told them. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping yourself in that mindset of just because there's visibility now on what everybody's doing, doesn't mean that you can't contribute to the conversation because once upon a time there wasn't visibility around whatever they were doing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Now (laughs) another question. Okay. Do you have any tips on time management? in terms of act being active on social media is there a certain tip that you might have where it's like hey choose this day specifically to just have all day you're creating stuff because you have other things going on outside of that like how do you balance that because sometimes I get so flustered and frustrated with deadlines for school and deadlines for work. And then I want to do this. And I get so frustrated to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm not doing anything because I'm, I'm just emotionally and mentally and physically, I'm just drained. I think my biggest piece of advice is really trust your emotions. We as creatives operate based on emotions mm-hmm. and management for a lot of creatives, including myself can be tough. Because sometimes you're like, yeah, I know I planned this thing for today, but I don't fucking feel like doing it. In a lot of other fields, that's not normal or that's not perceived as normal. So allow yourself to feel what you feel. If you feel really motivated and inspired and you know that that's a fleeting thing for you, for example, act on it. For me, if I get really inspired and motivated for something, I know that in a couple hours, I will not care about the thing that I'm really super excited about right now. Yeah. And so if it's like a piece of content, I need to make it in the moment. Now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If there's a certain day that you feel I want to dedicate this day to come up with ideas or research hooks for the beginning of my content or look at editing videos. If I want to gain more inspiration on how I can edit my videos, things like that. Like you can totally devote a day to research and coming up with ideas. If you're juggling a bunch of different things, which I can totally understand having a day where you're like, I'm going to set a goal to create two looks or whatever is possible for you. Trust your emotions. Some other people may tell you to, you need to batch all your content on a Wednesday. It's like, sorry. I sometimes Steven, I don't fucking feel like bashing my content on a Wednesday. Yeah. For <laughs> so, real. You know, just go with what you're feeling, especially if you're just starting your journey as a creator, the time management process will, will change moving forward too. You start figuring out your rhythm and then you can if you want to devote bigger chunks to your day to certain tasks, 
regarding creation or, or researching ideas or whatnot, then you can do that. But I think even starting out, it's like, if you just feel like doing something, just, just do it. Find like some time, you know, either that day or the next day to like execute the thing that you're really passionate about. I struggle with that sometimes because you know what you're talking about. We do work based off emotion and I find myself constantly being very inspired, but just because I'm not able mm -hmm. to do it that second, I get a little upset later on and I just don't want to do it at all already because it's like a fleeting feeling. It comes and goes. So, yeah. I don't I, know if there's also something that puts pressure on you for it to be perfect. And sometimes that can affect whether it gets done or not. Um, yeah. So that's my biggest flaw too. <laughs> so if you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I need to find time. I need to find time to make this thing perfect. Maybe just rephrase that and say, I need to find time today to just do this do yeah. thing, not make it perfect. A really, really good friend of mine gave me this piece of advice and it has truly changed the way I look at this. Nobody knows what it could have been. Yeah. No one knows genuinely except for you. And so nobody's judging it for what it could have been. People are appreciating it for what it is in the moment that they're seeing it. If the time management thing is stressing you out because you're trying to find time to make something perfect, instead try to find time to just do it. Yeah. Just execute the idea. You can always, always go back later. If you post a, a look that you're like, oh, it could have been more, it could have been better lighting or it could have been better edited, whatever. You already posted it. A couple of days or a couple of weeks later, you're like, oh, I want to try this look again. Yeah. And then you can, guess what? Create another version of it and post it again. Because are people really going to remember that you posted that three weeks ago? Sorry, they won't. Just do it. Don't make it perfect. It's not about perfection. Nobody gives a shit about that. Truly. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you get into your head because you have professional makeup artists that get professional training, not just self-taught. So it gets a little frustrating in terms of what are they going to think? Because a lot of makeup artists follow me because of work, because of modeling. <laughs> I'm always like, are they going to judge me? Because my eyeshadow is not blended. I remember uh, there was once a time when they started doing this for the first yeah. time. And yeah. if they're judging you and not supporting, then you don't really need to be caring what the fuck they're thinking at all. Yeah. That's not somebody yeah. that should really even be on your radar, but you're not creating for a makeup artist to give you a gold star. You're yeah, yeah, I'm creating, creating for myself. you. Yeah, yeah, because I genuinely enjoy. It. I don't really me asking these questions. I don't care about going viral. Like that's not my number one goal. My goal is to find my not space, but find my yeah, I guess like find my place within this makeup world. I just want to figure out what it is that I'm gonna go into because right now I'm just trying different styles and non-practical makeup stuff. I care about people actually liking my stuff and actually wanting to see more of what I'm gonna create. 
not just this is a hot girl and viral and this is like a hook or whatever it is that people get people's attention now. I, I don't want to do that. I want to be as authentic as I can possibly be because I don't want to yeah. I don't want to be that girl that's just like, you know, doing whatever is the, the, the trend right now. I think that's a really smart approach because you end up then growing an authentic community that it's is actually interested in you and what you're doing. And then if you decide to launch a brand or you partner up with a brand to do something, there's more chance that that thing will sell out or it will do really well, whatever the success metric may be, because it's centered around something that's true to you and you're not just trying to get people's attention. The authenticity model, while it does work great, also needs to be noted that it is incredibly strategic. So mm-hmm. you have to be strategic in order to also communicate authenticity or really anything that you're communicating online because yeah, going viral. Okay. You go viral. What are you going to do with that? Right. Unless there's yeah, like, that's then? what, that's how I look at it. Like, okay. One video goes well, cool. But what about your other videos, your audience? Do they actually like you? Or are they just were forced because it's going around the video. So they're like forced to watch it and it has a good hook. And you're like, Oh, okay, cool. I'll watch this. You know, having, I think hooks are important too. You just have to use them in a way that makes sense and is, and use them like how it like relates to, I guess. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, It should relate to the video. It should actually give context as to what it is that you're talking about, as opposed to being like clickbaity or just completely useless and clear, just grab attention. I just wanted to ask you also what you know or what you think about this, like the truth about hashtags. Is it true that random hashtags not relating to your videos or your images, your content, whatever you're putting up, putting out can actually get your video lost? I've seen people talk about the fact that don't use too many random hashtags because the algorithm is not going to know where to send your videos. If you're doing specifically home stuff, keep it at home stuff. If you're doing, but then there's also hashtags that are, for instance, TikTok has for you page or Instagram has hashtag reels. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So like why, if that works and if it's like more generalized, why not add it into your content too, while having other hashtags related to your video? I don't know what works, what doesn't. People say, do only three hashtags, do only five hashtags, don't do a lot of hashtags. And it's like, okay, so yeah. what's the point of hashtags then? So hashtags work differently on Instagram versus TikTok. TikTok is a content search engine. You, when you type in a hashtag, you are looking for something. Yeah. On Instagram, that's not the case. You're not looking for something when you type in a hashtag. So on TikTok, if do like ask yourself, do you ever type in FYP into the search bar? No. (laughs) Right. Then why would you use it? You wouldn't. You as a user are not looking for that. So then hashtag FYP, hashtag reels is out because nobody's fucking looking for those. 
stick in the category of hashtags that literally describe what is in the video. Yeah. So if it's makeup tips, if it's, I don't know, like beauty tips, eyeliner tricks, yada, yada, whatever is in that video, make it into hashtags. I've seen a variety of different approaches. Some people do like three to five. Some people give a very overwhelming amount of hashtags. It just really depends. That's on you to test out and see. But Mm -hmm. on TikTok, the point of hashtags is a search engine. I'm also personally against using trending brand hashtags. You know, the ones where they- No, like TikTok has like Pepsi Cola or like Dance with Tommy. Yeah, it's the same shit, right? Think (laughs) about, do you look at that hashtag to go find content? If the answer is yes, then by all means, use hashtag Febreze all over your content. I don't give a shit. (laughs) If you are not looking- for content within that hashtag, nor do you think that your audience would look for things within that hashtag, then don't use it. Now you're taking up real estate in a very short amount of space where you could have put a hashtag there that actually gets viewers from your target audience to not only like, but engage with the video. And then like, if you have an email list, subscribe to your email list, go on your website, listen to your podcast, do whatever the fuck. So I, th- I think the branded hashtags, yes, oh my God, like they're getting a ton of views, but you're not getting a ton of views unless you made an ad with that hashtag because that's why yeah. people are going to look for it. So on Instagram, the hashtags, and I'm like paraphrasing the words of Adam Misery, he said that hashtags are basically a, a way to give the algorithm a sense of what this content is about. On Instagram, it seems like objectively speaking, nobody types in a hashtag to look for content. Yeah. Really care that much. So the hashtags are more so for their, their algorithm to figure out what is this video about more or less so that we can push it out to the right audiences. So those two differ, but I would say, again, do you want your algorithm pushing out your content to the Pepsi Cola? Pepsi Cola? No. no, you want them pushing out to makeup artists or beauty lovers or other content creators, whatever. So yeah. that's why I, I think we had this conversation before. That's why I say all the time how important it is to know your audience because what your audience likes yeah. is what's going to determine your content and ultimately the hashtags that are relevant to that content. Because like for you, you want to attract people that are in the beauty beauty community, um, but are interested in makeup or interested in that side of things. You don't want to necessarily attract somebody from like cleaning TikTok or, you know, like home decor side of things, if that's not what you're talking about. So use hashtags that are absolutely 100 fucking percent relevant to your content. Cause if they're yeah. not, it could actually be hurting you in my opinion. Yeah. So that's what that's, I, I agree. Cause I've noticed that's why I can't figure it out because I see tips all the time, like, oh, use the trending hashtags. And then I'd use it. And then I'm not really getting any traction on my video. You know? I think and then when I'm anything, using hashtags yeah. that are completely in line with what I'm doing, let's yeah. say whatever, I did a cool eyeliner and then I wrote makeup hacks, eyeliner, making tutorial, make transformation, all that stuff. And it more or less, I've noticed that it kind of does work. 
Maybe yeah. it's luck. Maybe it's that. I, I don't know. But th that's why I wanted to ask you because I'm confused. So those are work. <laughs> does not work. Yeah, but, but now I see what you're exactly. saying. You're completely right. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. No, 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 no. You're, you're totally fine. I might be interrupting you. But yeah, I mean, put yourself in the shoes of people looking for content. Put, yeah. Think about how you look for content. If that's not a hashtag that you would type in or that you would think that you could find this piece of content under, then don't put it in the caption. Yeah, yeah. I think there are a lot of conflicting views as, as to hashtags. A lot of it is trend-based. A lot of it is, oh my God, using this hashtag worked for me. So it's going to work for you. Mm, no, no. Um, yeah. that's not how it works. They're really just trying to let the algorithm and the audience that's relevant for that piece of content know that like, hey, there's something you would like. That's basically the point of them. Yeah. Okay. All right, you cleared that up for me. <laughs> but I think that's pretty much it because we talk all the time and you always give me helpful advice and I know <laughs> I, have, I have your other things written down too about the 100 ideas and your perfect follower. Those seem to help me a lot for sure. I don't have such a great following right now or I don't really have any brand deals to talk about with you. <laughs> I'm so excited though for when you come back to this episode and you have yeah. like hundreds of billion followers and you're working with all the brands in the world and you hear yourself say that. I'm, I cannot wait for that moment when you come back and you're like, oh, I cannot God. wait either. Remember when I was, you know, just starting yeah. So my questions were more relating as to how to get started and how to get your foot through the door and how to tackle social media in terms of yeah. what works, what doesn't, what I should be keeping in mind, what I shouldn't be doing, you know, the only brand deals that I do is work related, you know? Yeah. Like modeling. I think it'll, it'll be helpful though for other people that are either just starting out or maybe pivoting in another direction, or maybe they're also yeah. models that want to become content creators. The fact that you don't maybe necessarily have the following that you want just yet is, does not invalidate any of the questions that you asked. Like, yeah, absolutely yeah. valid. I, other people will have them too. So. Yeah, I appreciate you for, for <laughs> hopping on and, and asking all these insightful questions and for your time. I will link all of your TikTok and Instagram handles in the description box below. You guys have to follow Greta because her makeup looks are out of this fucking world. I'm just really, really happy that you came on here. Oh, you know me. Like whatever you ask me to do, I'm there because I love <laughs> you so much and you help me all the time and you are literally one of the best supportive people like for you to constantly check in with me and be like listen you're doing good keep going like I appreciate that so much thank you so much no thank you I appreciate you so much for the, these things for sure because it kind of you shed light on perspectives that I don't even consider and I have like I'm always in my head and you're like no get that out get that out it out you know no because so, I know what it feels like and and I think sometimes I wish that somebody told me that and it took a really long time for somebody to like slap me upside the head so my brains rattled a little and I was like yeah oh. so I literally oh. do that for me and I'm like so thankful <laughs> like I'm literally getting emotional because I don't have a lot of people like that you know Cor like, I understand my friends yeah they push me but you have an insight in the industry rather than like hey I'm your friend and I support anything that you do it's like no I know what's good and you should be headed towards that way like 
So, yeah, but I really I'm, appreciate you always. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you too. And I, yeah, I'm, I cannot fucking wait for you to come back to this episode when you are like, Oh, I can't, no, I cannot wait myself. Like, I need to find that there you go. There's your motivation. We're manifesting it. Everybody listening to this is manifesting this for you. Thanks for tuning in to Kindly Gifted. To support the podcast, please leave a review, share with your friends, and don't forget to subscribe. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at KateMob for more creative secrets. And don't forget to say hey. See you on the next episode of Kindly Gifted.